the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views of the host and guests are their own, and not those of 9.30 a.m. The Answer or Salem Communications. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons sitting on the porch out here at Millburgers, ready to talk gardening with you at 210-308-8867. Calvin making me cold. <laughs> well, Calvin is cold. <laughs> he got his gloves on. Yeah, he's got his gloves on, nice jacket. The breeze was up. And and even you went back to the truck to get your coat. Yeah, it's weird, too, because it's actually... I didn't bring my big coat today. What a difference... You don't make it be cold. What a difference the wind makes. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) Because this was... Actually, I think it's hotter than it was yesterday. Yeah. Uh, But with that wind, uh, you get that little bit of chill, so we'll have to... The word you're looking for is warmer than it was. Oh, what did I say? Hot. Oh, okay. It was warmer. Yes, it was not hot, but it was warmer. To, it's warmer today than it was yesterday, but yeah, not yeah. as. Uh, well, but it feels cooler. Not as comfortable. I gave the dog when I was giving the dogs a walk this morning. There was no wind. Yeah. It really s- seemed pleasant, but it, it did get below freezing, which was. Oh yeah. yeah, I think it got a lot colder than they were expecting. Yeah, for sure, because I. I was amazed. I looked. It says 30. I thought they told, said it was going to stay up there above 32. Yeah, I did. But, uh, but it, it was cold in my backyard. It was 20, 28 this morning early. That's what Mil- uh, Milton said, too, 28. Yeah, I had 28. Well. And uh, they're expecting, I'm looking at the uh, weather, and, um, yeah, they're expecting colder temperatures. I think you said Tuesday, Wednesday. Tuesday, Wednesday, yeah. Yeah, and there's a, even a weather alert out there. Uh, let's see. I can uh, give that in a second when it comes in. They're just predicting snow down here on a drop of a hat, aren't they? Yeah, they like doing that. Yeah. <laughs> what was it? Last, uh, last snow we had was 10 years ago, and then we had that a month or so ago. I think the best yeah. advice is to do like Millburgers and just uh, keep put, everything yeah, covered. Yeah, cover, yeah, cover it up because it, it looks like the next week is basically going to be. Uh, threatening in terms of it's a lot of time it might be three days below uh 30s and uh, of course i don't think it'll may not stay 24 hours but uh, you know 24 degrees is a pretty serious yeah for you know six or seven hours i got a i got a note from uh, uh dennis and he said that uh they said the up there they said they said that the current chill hours uh, as of as of the morning of uh, uh, January 13th, uh, for Austin and Round Rock was 350 hours. 
Yeah, so we would be. So they're a little bit colder than yeah. now. But uh, about 300, I imagine, would be. Yeah, we're definitely. probably probably right close to 300 if we're not there. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's uh, that's the lowest chill. That means they've got enough. Now, the, of course, that's always a complication because yeah. if it gets warm, yeah. then they'll start blooming. But <laughs> if it stays like this, they won't start blooming until it gets Maybe so, the first of March would be nice. I was wondering as I was walking through the neighborhood. Um, <laughs> well, I saw somebody had some citrus and they had looked beat down. But I noticed that, and this may go back to what y'all were saying yesterday, though. I noticed that after the cold, that first cold, they were fine. They looked okay. And I, so I was wondering if maybe the cold, then the warm, kind of triggers some hormonal response and then. All of a sudden, you have a freezing temperature like last night, and they're like, "Oh heck, you know, whatever, we're out of here." And they just <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you mean? How did they look? What are, uh, their uh, leaves are all shriveled up? And oh they lord, look like they haven't been watered. Oh, but okay. that I don't think that's it. No, no. Uh, but that's that, that can be an issue. That's an important issue right now too. You want to keep your watering up on a regular regular basis because uh, nothing worse. For freeze damage when you got really dry, stressed plants. Right. Um, but yeah, that's right. With the citrus is uh, is really pretty uh, unpredictable how it's going to react. That's why we say wait. Uh, oh, Cal- okay. Calvin's article in yesterday's paper, and I was just looking. I, I hadn't I hadn't had noticed the uh, his tips. Uh, uh, this week in the dig in now. This week in the garden. Yesterday's paper. Talks about uh, leaving, just leaving the citrus alone, and uh, I, I think some of the perennial stuff that has frozen back, it certainly won't hurt to cut it if, if you can see that it's dead tissue. Yeah. Well, but uh, we assume that. And when the low flying birds come flying up to your door, there you go, and go, hey, I was planning on living there. <laughs> Well, we we Hope you feel we, bad. we naturally assume that people can tell dead tissue from live tissue. Oh, okay. Which is, which is always a mistake to oh. assume that. It makes a fool of you and me. Is that right? And we assume yes, something like that. Uh, yes. That's close. <laughs> that's close enough. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so really, the best thing to do is just wait. I know. I know you hate to look at dead stuff standing, but. Uh, Calvin's article in yesterday's paper in uh, uh, Section C, back of the sports section, uh, was uh, did a real good job in, in listing a lot of the plant material that you have in, in your yard and uh, uh, what the situation on it is. Uh, but uh, citrus especially is kind of kind of uh, tricky to to. Because like like Vincent said, sometimes wait a day or two and the cold damage looks looks apparent. That's what happened on my grapefruit uh, too, Milton. It looked great after the freeze. Now I look at it and it's got damaged leaves around the outside. The interior looks pretty good, but uh, the lemons don't look good, and I had covered them. Yeah, Uh, they look pretty. They look like they might get defoliated. My only chances to protect the stems again this year, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, taking a look at the at the five-day forecast on AccuWeather, um, so today and tomorrow are pretty much, if you're going to bring things in, are 
make changes because tomorrow's low is 33. Uh, so I always get this confused. Does that mean tomorrow morning it'll be 33? Yes. Okay, that's pretty close. Uh, high is 66, but then uh, low Tuesday is 27. Whoa. With a little bit of ice in the afternoon. Whoa. 37 is the high. 37 is the high for Wednesday. 31 <laughs> is the low. 38 is the high. Wow, doesn't change much on Thursday. 38 is the high on Thursday. 37 is the low. Well, they're more Good con- chilling hours. They're more conservative than, than others. Than uh, this, uh, well, what does your weather channel, channel say? <clears throat> Gosh, the weather channel's got three, three lows. Uh, in um, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, in the 20s, 28. And, uh, oh, wow. But they they sure missed it last night, though. Yeah, yeah. although I think uh, we'll talk about you like you're not, not here. Oh. As Dr. Parsons is fond of saying, uh, if they predict 35, you can think <laughs> it's going to either be 45 or 25. Uh. <laughs> it's a, it's a <laughs> 10 degree swing. That's a quote. Yeah, yeah. okay. They, they say Monday. 30 low and then tuesday 25 wednesday 27 then back up to 34 on thursday oh that'll be nice <laughs> and friday it looks like it warms up <laughs> let's see what was friday oh i closed it no i didn't yeah all the way up to 44 mountain yeah fri- <laughs> oh no friday the high is 60 the low is 44 is what i show high 60 yeah and then when we're back here on saturday and sunday 66 and 68, so right. it'll, be, it'll be like spring. It'll be like, you can wear your shorts, Milton. Yeah, especially what on Sunday. What did they say is low on Sunday, but with this one says back down to 40. Yeah, the lows are in the 40s all through the uh, all through next week. Well, yeah. we're sure getting our wish about the chill hour. Yeah. yeah, that's perfect chill hour. I just remember how happy you were when those plums came in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> after yeah t- that, it was that, like that. after years of waiting. Wouldn't that be? Maybe fifteen more, fifteen years from now. Maybe we'll get some more Morris <laughs> yeah, plums. You know. Now, but when we heard the nightmare story of uh, the uh, sixteen peaches disappearing in one night. Yeah, that was. Uh, we'll that, that watch. Guy was really irritated about that one. Yeah, <laughs> but it's that's that's true. That's the way it happens with those raccoons. Possums too. They don't. They don't seem to be as athletic or aggressive, but. They sure do. They sure show up when the fruit's ready. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, I've got a, a topic of the month on plantanswers.com. Uh, the first topic of the month in red on the front page is uh, pruning of citrus and pruning after cold damage. So uh, if you need reinforcing to that and, and yeah. Uh, 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 while doing the search for that that art about coal damage, uh, I found a lot of Calvin's articles on there about uh, pruning after after coal damage. So they're they're logged on there, and you can use that ser- first search engine and put uh, pruning coal damage on there. There's another little pressure. Uh, so- uh, neighborhoods, a number of neighborhoods are scheduled for brush pickup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah, so am I. Yeah, and so that that puts a little pressure on you to, well, maybe maybe the birds can get by without you know <laughs> uh, losing if I do it a month ahead of time. But uh, so anyhow, there's plenty to do yeah. out there in the in the landscape. All right. Well, the uh, number to call is two one zero eight four two five eight seven seven two one zero. 
That's my phone number. Sorry. Uh, 308-8867. 210-308-8867. You were just seeing if we were listening. Yeah. I'm so used to giving it. So. <laughs> 210-308-8867. Uh, and, and if you got Milton's phone number written down, give him a call at any time. He especially appreciates calls after mm-hmm. 10 o'clock no, at night. Uh, not anymore. No, I've changed. Is that right? It used to be the policy. It's changed. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. So 210-308-8867. <laughs> anyway, uh, looking at, uh, I was looking at Neil Sperry's column yesterday's paper, and uh the, they, he had uh, had a lot of. We we talked about yesterday about uh, working your vegetable garden at this time of the year, and uh, I guess we ought to get into uh, preparation for the vegetable garden for the spring, since uh, like I said, the the rodeo tomatoes are on the way. They are growing as we speak in the greenhouse. Now, do they have a cool name? You don't have to tell us the name, but is it a cool name like, you know, ty- yeah, they do. Tycoon or they do. They The do. Killer? They do. Or or is it's not 1487? No, thank goodness. Oh, good. It's okay. not a number this year. Okay. But the Calvin, uh, <laughs> What? <laughs> you know, he, on A18. <laughs> 1823. 1823, he went to 1832. Someplace. 1824. 18th century, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, I, I hate those names, those numbers, but that's, that's the way we get them. Uh, Charles, uh, the people here at Milberg gave me their uh, vegetable list to look over. Yeah, and to updates uh, that they give out here at, at the nursery, and um, I, I was, I, the tycoon's not on there because they oh. haven't, they haven't updated it in a long time, and uh, and well, I was telling I was telling Charles I said, I don't. I don't think we need to put Tycoon on that, on the recommended list. Uh, I'm, I'm going to check with the grower, but I'm, the last I talked to the, to the growers was they had no more seed. And uh, he the, the grower usually buy when he when he finds out that they're going to discontinue a variety. Buys a bunch of it. Buys a bunch of seed, which is very expensive. And we appreciate them doing that uh, to to try to keep it on the market l- as long as possible, and the commercial growers like Tycoon too, and they were fli- yeah, they sure. were flipping out. I no. mean, uh, they're they're for commercial grower to change tomato varieties once they once they've got the system going, they don't like that. I bet they don't. They don't like that at all. Well, and they had to do that with Merced and. Uh, uh, what was the other one that uh, uh, the one that David collected the seed of Rodriguez? Mm. Uh, but anyway, they've had to do that in the last five years, or five or six years. Had to do it two or three times. Changed complete varieties completely. Oh. And uh, I'm I'm playing around. I got into a, a and and Calvin. Calvin's article. Uh, Hang on, Larry. Calvin's article. He mentions uh, when you when you're pulling your when you're pulling your plants out, 
look at look at their root system to, to make sure that, that that they have don't have nematodes. Yeah, we have a tendency, I think, to just run when, especially when the weather's like this, just to pull them up and not make, yeah. pay much attention to them. Yeah. But we, it's it's best if you can note where they are, where the nematodes are in your garden, and kind of isolate them and plant the the uh, resistant varieties there yeah. or some other type of plant that doesn't get affected. Hey, hang on a sec. We're okay, going to talk to Larry real quick at 210-308-8867. We'll come back to the tomatoes. 210-308-8867. Larry, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? It's a great Sunday, guys. Uh, Happy New Year. Hey, Happy listen, New Year. My, uh, my, second, my second planting of broccoli, I mulched it real heavy with leaves. And the, the outer leaves, uh, I guess with the wind, were sticking up through the the leaves that I mulched with, and they were uh, burned pretty badly. And so I cut those off last night. The center of the plants are still green and growing. Um, yeah. How old How old does that broccoli have to be before it can withstand this 20 or 22-degree uh, temperature? It, it has it, your Your broccoli that you planted was... Uh... It was basically just out of the greenhouse. It was rapidly growing. So uh, I imagine that the wind did you more damage than the cold did. So, uh, like you said, only the leaves sticking out uh, were burnt back. So uh, basically, it has to have mature, hardened-off leaves to be able to take a high wind. You know, we had 40-mile-an-hour wind, Gus. True. Okay. So, uh, so I, I imagine you, you're not dealing with cold. You're dealing with wind damage. Does the loss of the of the large outer leaves uh, will that have any uh, effect on the the size of the head production? No, no. If you if you fertilize them well and and continue to do so every two to three weeks. Uh, and and grow a healthy plant, strong healthy plant. It'll it'll have the right size broccoli. And you, you're using the bro- green magic, right? The broccoli you yep. got in, uh, in, in uh, is that the it's, broccoli yes. you're using? Yes, okay. yes, sir. Green magic. Yep. Yeah, that's that's the one that we tested for the spring. Uh, so uh, no, it'll be okay. That's that's a good another reason. Even even with the broccoli and cabbage and things like that, that uh, that like Calvin was saying just a few minutes ago, that it's at it, with this kind of weather and wind, uh, sometimes it's best to leave that cloth material, you know, just leave it on there. That that's the reason we recommend that fabric cloth material, because it won't get too hot under there. And it'll give you protection against wind and, and uh, five, six degrees yeah. protection against cold. And broccoli. But you don't need okay. with broccoli. Yeah, broccoli doesn't need that much, but a, a little bit. Right. Cool. But that wind protection okay. is, is different. All right, guys. Well, y'all stay warm and uh, get All your right. We're trying, Larry. Informed, Larry. Thanks, Larry. Get Jerry some, right. get Jerry some gloves. 
Lord have uh, mercy. Calvin got gloves and all bundled up over here. Okay, Milton got on three Milton's three shaking. Jackets. <laughs> all right, we're going to take a break and come back in just a moment. You're listening to Milburn. But the sun's Star- getting close. Guys. I know. Well, I don't get the sun. It never gets yeah. here until we leave. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's thanks to daylight savings time. All right, we'll take a break and come back in a moment. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Milton Glick. Give us a call. Be a part of the show. 210-308-8867. More in a moment on 930 AM. The answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. What's your gardening goal for 2018? Well, you know what? Millburgers can help you with that goal this year and for years to come. Maybe you're looking for a water garden feature. Millburgers can help you with that. Maybe you just want to improve your yard and make it look nice. Maybe the lawn needs a little help. Millburgers can help you with that. Maybe you've always dreamed of growing fruit trees. Pecans. Millburgers can help you with that. Millburgers carries plants that are specifically recommended for this area and have been tested in South Texas. Millburgers carries the products you need to keep those plants healthy and happy. And the experts at Millburgers, the staff, they know what they're talking about. So you can get the professional advice you need to make sure your gardening experience is A1. That's Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. And by the way, head on over to MillburgerNursery.com. That's MillburgerNursery.com. You'll find out about all the events that are going on at Millburgers. That's MillburgerNursery.com and Millburgers at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. If you lease office, retail, or warehouse space for your business, the last thing you want to do is overpay the landlord. But it happens every day. Hi, I'm Scott McMurray and president of Bottom Line Realty Advisors. We work with business people who want an effective strategy for their next real estate decision. Whether leasing or buying, it affects your bottom line. Your landlord has representation, and you should too. Even if you're a good tenant with no plans to move at all, you're the most vulnerable to getting a really bad deal. We only represent our clients, never landlords, so we have no conflict of interest. We stay on your side. Call me, Scott McMurrian, at 210-535-7800, and we'll negotiate from a position of strength. BottomlineRealtyAdvisors.com Bottomline Realty Advisors We get the landlord off your bottom line Hugh Hewitt knows Trump has determination. You got elected to get the wall built. And you're not going to get the wall built unless you do a DACA deal. The one thing I do trust Trump to do is to get it built. Unlike I, I didn't trust W to get it built. The Secure Border Act of 2006 authorized 700 miles of fencing. It wasn't built. And the money was there. Trump will get it done. He'll want to put his name on it, right? He'll, he'll want to sign it in, in, in script. The Hugh Hewitt Show. Weekday mornings at 5. Right before Mike Gallagher at 8 on 930 AM. The Answer. Let's face it, we love Alexa, and we love to let her find your favorite radio station. This one, of course. We love it, too, when she finds us. But she could find us easier if we taught her a simple skill. To get started, simply say, Alexa, enable the answer San Antonio skill. After she confirms, you can then say, Alexa, play the answer San Antonio. That's all you have to do, and Alexa will learn how to find us. You can listen to us through your Amazon Echo, Echo Show, Echo Dot, and Amazon Tap devices. Alexa, what is your favorite radio station? That's easy. 9.30 a.m., the answer. Time to, time to, times to change. Time flies like the wind and fruit flies like bananas. 
Speaking of flies, if your home is infested with flies or ants or roaches uh, or uh, rodents or whatever you got, whatever's bugging you. Raccoons. Possibly. Yeah, you mentioned that. I had raccoons. Spider-Man Pest Control can help you get rid of those guys and get your home uh, pest-free. Spider-Man and Warren Remy have been doing this since 1976. They do a good job, and the reason they do it is they not only do the chemicals or the organics uh, that kill things, but they look for the source. They try to see why you're getting it, and so they're, they're really evaluating. It's a holistic approach to pest control, if you will. So uh, if you're looking for a uh, guy who's an expert, who's been on tons of uh, state boards, who's well-trained and educated on this, who uh, knows what he's doing, who the other guys occasionally call when they have questions, Spider-Man Pest Control is the place to go. 210-656-3721. That's the number, 210-656-3721. But if you're just running around on the web or you're on your uh, phone right now and you want to check him out, go SpidermanPest.com. That's GoSpidermanPest.com, and you can uh, give them a call, leave them a message today, and they'll come by and uh, and uh, take care of you. 210-656-3721 or GoSpidermanPest.com. All right, we're here at Millburgers at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. We'd love for you to give us a call and be a part of the show. Tell us what's going on in your gardening world at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Yeah, we are. Um, we talked talked about yesterday that uh, it's not too early to start digging your uh, potato trenches. You know, we we're talking about getting your new your spring yeah. vegetable garden. Yeah. But February February one is a good target date, I think, for uh, for potatoes. And I yeah. Started digging, I think you're right. Digging mine, and then planting the onions. Uh, still, still good time, and the selection's great. Yeah, the onions, uh, onions. really in. Good time, and you can still do uh, English peas. I think uh, get them. You get them in pretty quick, and uh, they're they're good. And uh, then what? Is February one is a reasonable final day for uh, n- uh, new broccoli and and uh, some of the greens too. I, I think collards and things yeah, like that, yeah. cabbage. So you still could you, you know could, you can still get that garden ready <coughs> for. Uh, a uh, spring spring crop, and uh, I guess with this, if it's the weather stays like this, it'd be a little. Uh, some of those things would be a little slow to start. But oh yeah, but they're establishing a root system when they're in the ground. And once that weather breaks, they come they come fast. So what about Crawford lettuce, Jerry? That still would come up. I was going to mention that a while ago. I don't know, it plop, popped in my mind, but uh, I, yeah, I think you could still seed uh, Crawford lettuce, and you can get the seed here at Millburgers. Uh, that's a cashier. I ca- I came across a stash of seed last night, as a matter of fact. At your house uh, or here? At my house. Oh. <laughs> and so uh, uh, we won't run out of Crawford lettuce. He thanked to Jack Hoover. Uh, my, 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 my volunteer that uh, packages up all that seed, and uh, we had a had a little problem this last year. We don't we don't know whether the heat in the greenhouse uh, caused poor germination, but uh, we had some poor germination in, on some of our last year's seed. Even after we after we cleaned it, I I get Jack to run a run a germination test on it and uh he got no germination on last year's seed so uh 
Well, I so think we're we going to... back to the year before that yeah. and using that seed, and uh, that that's 30 40% seed. Yeah. So you, you apply 30 40% germination. So you, you get a package of seed over here. Uh, I may tell them to give you two or three packages and, uh, and plant it all. Remember, sow it out on top of the on ground. The, on top of the ground, just and just resist the urge to put that soil on top. Of I can. Oh. I've even been with people that they acknowledge that, and then while you're standing there, they're putting soil on it. No, no, no. But that, that lettuce needs and even to. even mulch. Yeah. When when we first were working with our. Uh, uh, transplant producer uh they they have a have a uh have a uh a method that that, that uh, on their smaller seed to keep the moisture at the top of the seedling flat they use a uh a row of uh, or a thin layer of a calcite clay which is kitty uh-huh. litter hmm. on on top of the, the seed and so they they try. I gave them the seed, and they cut, they planted it out, and said none of that seed came up. And I went out there and they covered it with uh, calcite clay huh. or kitty litter. And where if they? And that's very shallow. You know, yeah. that's really shallow. But it has to have exposure to light. That's that's the key to germinate germinating uh, uh, Crawford lettuce. And we got to write up on Crawford lettuce. If you're not familiar with, I can. Imagine anybody in our listening range is not uh, loving Crawford lettuce, yeah. uh, and, and it won't freeze. And our, with, oh wow! Based on freeze. our experience with Crawford lettuce, I've even gone to plant carrots the same way. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. car- carrot germination can be kind of iffy, and I'm I'm convinced that it's uh, iffy iffy because of the. Uh, too much soil on top of there, too. Yeah. And, and uh, the germination, I've had much better luck with the germination when I put it on uh, top of the ground. Yeah. Carrot. Yeah, that, that uh, planting depth, even with blue bonnets, we're seeing that uh, uh, we, we're working with a new grower on blue bonnets, and uh, we told them, uh, or Dr. Stein, we've got a, a single single row planter that we use, and uh, he he usually does the planting and the walking. And uh, when he gets through planting, you can go by behind him and see the row of seed, and every now and then you'll see them pop out of the ground. So mm-hmm. I mean, they're just just right under the soil surface. And uh, but the commercial people, I mean, when they plant. They they set their precision planters to a half an inch. You know, we tell them no deeper than a quarter of an inch. And they'll set their planters to a half an inch. And then then it gets deeper. And uh, they had very poor germination on, uh, on blue bonnet seed. Mm-hmm. And we're finding that... Uh, the difference between a quarter of an inch and a half an inch is is not a stand. And we're talking about wildflowers. You were talking about wildflowers. Which here. naturally end up on top of the yeah. soil, too. So that's <laughs> and, that's, and you think of blue bonnet seed, you know, they, that's a pretty hardy-looking seed. Yeah, I mean, pretty uh, big. 
pretty it's big, like like a bean or something. Hey, we got James on the line at 210-308-8867. He's first, and then we'll talk to Ted. Hi, James. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Hey, great, man. Beautiful day. How y'all doing? Yeah. It's okay. a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It is, as yes, Mr. Sir. Rogers would say. Hey, I wanted to tell you guys what uh, what Stuart uh, out at Medina told me the other day when I called him about his, uh, grow, uh, not growing green, but the uh, it has to grow. I was looking for something a little bit more powerful to get the tomatoes going in the spring. Uh, you know, I wanted to inject it into the drip lines. And, right. And why I didn't think about this, but he said mix the grow, uh, the plant, and the, uh, the lawn 50-50 and inject that for the vegetative part of the season and then go back to the... 612 6 plant for and finish the season with that. What do you say mix what and what? Okay, he's got two for, he's got two fertilizers. Oh, he's got oh a, okay. A lawn and a plant, okay? With two different plants. Right. Okay. When you mix those two together, it gives you about a 976. It's a little bit more than the 612 6. Okay. And you get you get everything off to a better start. Yeah, that'll work. That's what he told me. And uh, yeah, two hundred. Good. I think he said a two hundred mash screen, and you can inject it in the dosomatic or whatever you're using. Right. It's lo- some of us is lucky if we get anything on there. James, <laughs> <laughs> you're getting pretty sophisticated on us. Are you uh, are you watering your seed with that or, or seedlings with that? No, 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 no. That's when they're transplanted out in the in the in the growing beds. Okay. That's an easy way to do it, man. You you water and you fertilize at the same time. Yeah. Through the tea tape. It's well it's when you're growing your seedlings, uh I've seen research done uh yeah uh, uh really encouraging seedlings and increasing ye- overall yields by using a uh a phosphor fertilizer, you know, some of these starter solutions. When, if you if you water if you water your seedlings with a, a phosphor solution, it'll it'll uh, increase the vigor of the plant and also the uh, uh, the overall yield. Yeah, the organic guys use a uh, like a fish emulsion, and the chemical guys use like a. Oh, uh, five fifty-five or a fifteen fifty-five. Right. Yeah, right. for a starter. Okay. But you can go right. that way after you transplant. But this is for. Uh, he told me it was James. He told me it was harder, getting hard to f- justify using fish emulsion at at, at the pesticide CEU training. The uh, one of the lab. Well, Doctor Un- Unruh, member from the. Yeah, they're. I didn't. I didn't follow up on it, but they're. They well, were. It's uh, okay if you're using it like for a transplant drench right after you transplant, but it doesn't make sense if you're trying to inject it into the into the, the growth. Yeah, the, the, the costs. <laughs> the costs and the dealing with well, it. Well, it just it just it doesn't work. It's too oily. Yeah. But that's why right. I'm telling y'all. That's why I wanted to tell you all this. When you get okay, that's a good idea. Thanks, Thanks, sir. You can use his products. 
And I got you one take more care. question. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Oh. Uh, have you guys ever heard of that uh, hybrid uh, okra called jambalaya? You know anybody's ever grown that? Must be out of Louisiana. Sounds like I it. don't know. That's why I'm asking <laughs> you guys. No, I haven't heard. I haven't heard of jambalaya. Okay, it's the only hybrid out there. I was just wondering, is that a big deal or what? Well, is it dwarf or? or I what, don't know. That's, what's it, what's the hybrid uh, advantage on that? It's a fifty-day okra. That's just, that's what I'm wondering. If you guys know anything about it. No, I hadn't heard of that. We'll have to do some research. Okay, thanks. Thanks, Okay, Jeff. thanks for calling. Teddy's on the line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Hey there, Ted. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing well. <clears throat> so I have. Yes, go ahead. What's going on? Hello? Yes, oh, sir, okay. we're here. Yeah. So um, I have a large... Uh, uh, quite a number of large oaks in in my backyard, and um, they're off to say the north uh, east from my house. And uh, over the years, the trees have grown, and I've done uh, trimming every one two years or whatever. And uh, what's happened over the the time is uh, as they get bigger. The side branches going towards my house, I've trimmed back because I just don't want any branches near or over my house. I, That's I a good idea. Through a, yeah, I, I lived through a Hurricane Hazel in Philadelphia, so I don't like that whole concept. But what has happened is, uh, okay, I've removed the lower branches on the nearer trees, and so the main trunk gets direct sunlight, and I believe as a result of that, I get all the little side branching going on. And uh, so I have to, uh, oh, what I do is I get those uh, removed uh, yes. annually or every two years, which works. But uh, what I was wondering is this, when I first bought the house, the trees had all kinds of English ivy growing up them. Right. I know that that's, that's not really recommended necessarily, but it doesn't hurt the tree if uh, you keep it out of the canopy. So that's my question true. Is, is, so my question is, if I grew uh, uh, the ivy and just had it on the bare part exposed to the sun, would that eliminate or greatly reduce the side branching? No, might some, but you'd always you're always behind. <laughs> Have you seen the? But I, when I recall, um, trees with that are covered with ivies like he's talking about, I don't I don't uh, remember seeing a lot of side branching or shoots. No, the the side branches are mainly because you cut a pruning stimulates growth. So when you cut those mm -hmm. limbs off, uh, those are uh, what we call adventitious buds under there, and they begin to to grow. Now, they, the, the key is to cut them off uh, as they sprout. They need some light, though, if you had, yeah, if yeah. You had that layer of... Uh, it, might, it might be worth an experiment. 
Um, okay. Well, but the uh, timing, so, the, uh, like, just like Jerry says, the timing is is also the key there, and it might. But I, I just, I just don't think you would see that massive side shoots if you had it, if you had the trunk covered with ivy again. But maybe right. I'm wrong. But it might be worth just trying to an experiment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think now, I think uh, they're going to sprout out uh, uh, in re- in re- in re- uh, response to that pruning. Well, but like I, I, I like I said, don't treat. wait a couple of years to cut them off. Uh, right. Cut them off as they oh. sprout out. Right. Well, um, so I've been doing this. Pre- uh, I've been on the property for twenty five years, and so uh, the the pruning of the larger branches have has gone on for uh, five, ten years, so uh, I don't think I'm stimulating any side additional side growth. Uh, what I attribute it to is the direct sun hitting it, uh, the main branch. Uh, so th- uh, I know um, uh, ivy, as long as it doesn't go on the canopy, doesn't isn't detrimental to the tree. Uh, would there be other uh, plants besides ivy that might do the shading and might uh, reduce the side branching? I think the ivy might be your best choice because the leaves are big. Yeah. The plant yeah. can grow fast. <clears throat> uh, so, yeah, everything else you think of has got takes a little longer in the small leaves. Well, my Asian jasmine climbs my trees. <laughs> Asian jasmine, once it's up there, though, is a little harder to manage, I think. Maybe, oh, yeah. Maybe. Well, you know. Tougher stems. Harder to get out of there. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Alrighty. Yeah, because I have Give it a try. Let us know how it works. Okay. All right. Thanks, sir. Okay, good, good luck to you. All right, we're going to take okay. a break. While we do, give us a call at 210-308-8867. Lloyd, we're going to come to you right after this on Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bulvardy Road. What's your gardening goal for 2018? Well, you know what? Millburgers can help you with that goal this year and for years to come. Maybe you're looking for a water garden feature. Millburgers can help you with that. Maybe you just want to improve your yard and make it look nice. Maybe the lawn needs a little help. Millburgers can help you with that. Maybe you've always dreamed of growing fruit trees. Cons. Millburgers can help you with that. Millburgers carries plants that are specifically recommended for this area and have been tested in South Texas. Millburgers carries the products you need to keep those plants healthy and happy. And the experts at Millburgers, the staff, they know what they're talking about. So you can get the professional advice you need to make sure your gardening experience is A1. That's Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And by the way, head on over to millburgernursery.com. That's Millburgers nursery.com you'll find out about all the events that are going on at millburgers that's millburgernursery.com and millburgers at 1604 and Boulevardy road dale wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money cycles have normal restrictions upon them and if it was a pure and open marketplace you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever but my friends when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world Cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. 
This is Michael Medved for townhall.com. Two Republican legislators in South Carolina proposed a new monument on the state capitol grounds to honor Confederate soldiers, this time commemorating black fighting men who went to battle for the South. This idea is both ill-considered and offensive. First, the estimated 6,000 African Americans who did fight for the Confederacy were mostly slaves and forced to do so. Many deserted when the Confiscation Acts and the Emancipation Proclamation offered freedom to those who crossed Union lines. Second, black soldiers represented less than 1% of the 750,000 white Confederates and a tiny fraction of the 200,000 blacks who served the Union military. Finally, it makes no sense to construct new memorials to those who fought against the United States in an effort to destroy our country. Yes, there may be romance and sentiment associated with the South's lost cause, but conservatives who want support from people of color must unequivocally acknowledge that this lost cause deserved to lose. I'm Michael Medved. Run does nature's way. Stop in and see us today. Vitamins and so much more. We're your friendly local family-owned store. Vitamin C, A, or D? Which vitamin is right for me? What are those? If anyone knows, Rhonda's knows. Rhonda's nature's way. It's time to get healthy. Come on, everybody, let's go. There are two Rhonda's locations. Right here in San Antonio. For over 41 years, we've been blessed to serve you. Our staff is getting you healthy. Because that's just what we do. We thank God to be here and for so much more. We're your friendly local family-owned store. Rhonda's Nature's Way. Stop in and see us today. Vitamins and so much more. We're your friendly local family-owned store. Mike Gallagher says talk of a coup is no laughing matter. I want you to consider the seriousness of an attempt at a coup. This isn't funny. This isn't lighthearted. This shouldn't be just gossip. Watching people attempt to take down a presidency is starting to really get my attention. The Mike Gallagher Show. Weekdays at 8, right before Dennis Prager at 11 on 930 AM. The Answer. Welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. I'm Milton Glick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, and Lloyd, who's called us at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Hi there, Lloyd. Welcome to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Doing fine. Uh, Thanks for waiting. Uh, hey, no problem. Hey, i got a math question. Uh-oh. Uh, Hope it fits in here, uh, but I, <clears throat> I've got a. I need to put like a cup of of ten percent phosphorus fertilizer on a thirty foot row. Okay, there's one cup for thirty feet. But yeah, I need a twenty percent. So if I put two cups of bone meal for thirty feet, is, would that be a as opposed to one cup? A, would that be thirty uh, percent? Does that make sense? No, you don't don't need to worry about those percentages. Yeah, the main the main thing is just put down phosphorus. You can, you can't you you can't burn a plant with too much phosphorus. Okay. Well, it says and so, like and so, and so don't worry about the percentages. Okay, it says put a ten twenty. Okay, 
and I have some 10-0-0, and I have some bone meal, which is a 10 also. You know, if I put okay. that down, it's 10. So if I put a cup of the 10 nitrogen and then two cups of 10 bone meal, would that be 1020? Uh, yeah, but I'm I, I'm worried about the, the nitrogen in there. Uh, are you are you are you worried about? Are you wanting to use a starter solution? No, or sir. Do you, are you just want a, a, a fertilizer to put in the garden? A fertilizer to put in the garden. The rest. Okay, then I you have. can do what you're talking about, and that'll okay, work. The recipe I have says put a ten. Uh, 20 zero on a 20 foot row. I believe it's a 20 yeah. foot Yeah. And I don't have a 10 20 zero, but I got a 10 zero zero. You're, you're okay. Yeah, you, you mix those two. But, uh. Twice as much bone meal as it says, which is a zero ten zero, and I would get my 10 20 zero. Is that. There you go. That'll work. That'll work? Okay. Yeah. And then, uh, like I said, uh, the the number you're really not worried about the 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 phosphorus because it won't burn the plant. But uh, if you're broadcast, if I understand what you're doing, you're broadcasting it for your vegetable garden production. So right. you you you're not putting it right next to the plant like like you would right. a starter solution. That's true. Yeah. Okay. And I just can't find the the, the twenty phosphorus, so I thought. Okay, that's okay. I'd be all right. You you were you worked it out. You're good. Hey, all right. I got another question. I understand okay. that, I, that we're here in the hill country. Okay. Okay. That's yeah. And they tell us there's a lot of potassium in our soil. And they a lot of potassium. A lot, of a lot of phosphorus or potassium? Uh, well, actually, I think it's both, really. Maybe it's just phosphorus. I don't I know. I think it's just phosphorus. Yeah, that could be. But is it usable to the plants? Because I understand that Malcolm had a deal where he put uh, phosphorus and then, uh, you know, directly on the, the transplants or directly on the seeds, and it worked great. But when he plowed it into his soil, it did not work. Huh. So does that mean the phosphorus that we have in our soil is really not useful to our plants? No, no. a lot of times phosphorus, <clears throat> and this phosphorus thing has gotten blown out of proportion. Yeah, I, you, you I, I, I out, don't, outsmart yourself yeah. trying to deal with phosphorus. Uh, I, I, I say... Uh, uh, this is blasphemous for, for Neil Sperry and that bunch, but uh, I don't think you can get too much phosphorus. And uh, the, re- the reason we recommend starter solutions and the addition of phosphorus in the spring is because the phosphorus that's in the soil now uh, is it, unavailable in a cold soil. So in the spring, it's especially important. Uh, to add additional phosphorus, even even though you would do a soil test uh, that said uh, said that you had enough phosphorus in there, you didn't need to add phosphorus, and that's uh, I.
the understory of, of a lot of these recommendations that come out of A&M. And uh, the, the, uh, the soil testing lab came up with this, uh, came up with this deal that you can, we have so much, so much phosphorus in the Mystery. lawns of San Antonio, you could literally mine the phosphorus out of the lawn. Well, lo and behold, uh, they were using a test. The soil testing is very imprecise anyway. And they were using a test that is true on, uh, is, is more accurate on uh, acidic soil than it is alkaline soil. So they were actually getting an over, 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 uh, over reading on uh, on alkaline soil, which we are in the hill country. Is. So uh, I've I've asked some old timers <laughs> and uh, some farmers that, that grow some of the best crops uh, in the in the world here, and uh, they've done soil tests and come back with. Uh, no phosphorus, and they they said especially no maybe no phosphorus in the in the uh, in the in the in the fall for the fall crops, but definitely phosphorus some available phosphorus for the spring crops. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, uh, go 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 ahead go ahead and and use uh, as much phosphorus as you want to in the spring. Okay. In fact, in fact, for the really good tomato growers and the pepper growers and play, things like that, it's so important to young transplants that uh, we recommend not only using a, a phosphorus fertilizer or fertilizer containing phosphorus, a complete fertilizer, uh, but also when you're doing your tomatoes and peppers and eggplant and things like that. To also use a starter solution with them, we haven't we haven't been recommending that as much as as they used to recommend that. But I've seen research data. Uh, phosphorus is extremely important to young seed to young young plants, especially in the in the spring when the soil temperatures are cold. But uh, uh, so you want to uh, be sure to. Uh, to have an abundance of phosphorus, regardless of what you hear about too much phosphorus in the soil in the spring. Okay. Right. Yeah. So did that confuse you more or what? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. And uh, if anybody asks you, that's Jerry Parsons saying that. <laughs> and because uh, not everybody agrees. That's true. Okay. All right. Well, I'll just do that instead of. Uh, one cup of bone meal for thirty feet. I'll put two cups of bone meal for thirty feet. There you go. There you go. <laughs> All uh, right. And, and and do a do a comparison. Do a comparison uh, and uh, where you added, uh, you know, row, row row to row on the same variety of tomato or, or what or whatever you're growing. But potatoes actually what I'm doing here. Yeah. Yeah. The. Uh, the 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 transplant producers use uh, that we work with all the time use uh, uh, phosphoric acid in the spring 
and uh, because it's very expensive, they trade trade uh, change to uh, sulfuric acid when the temperature is warm. Uh, now this is little seedlings, uh, little seedlings. But when they first started doing that, they said, "Well, we're going to save money and use sulfuric acid all the time to to uh, neutralize the, the water." And uh, every plant in the place turned yellow yeah. because they 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 needed phosphorus in when the, when they're young in the spring. So they have to go back to phosphoric in the phosphoric acid in the in the uh, spring and. Uh, Sulfuric acid uh, after the temperature is warm. Hmm. So phosphorus is very important to plants. Uh, uh, Malcolm, when I was working, Malcolm and I were working together, uh, and we were dealing with the old rock phosphate thing. You know, we tell people that rock phosphate is is not uh, not uh, very useful in an alkaline soil because it. Uh, it's, it's it's somewhat useful in an acid soil because the acid in the soil uh, tends to break down the phosph the rock phosphate into phosphoric oh. acid. So uh, so uh, we we played around with several of them. Uh, him him using uh, rock phosphate and colloidal phosphate and then uh, just regular uh, superphosphate. And and he course he got he got good results with superphosphate, and uh, and the rock, the colloidal phosphate which you can't get anymore unfortunately uh, gave good results as far as for, uh, satisfying phosphorus deficiency, uh, and the rock phosphate didn't uh, didn't do well at all. Now we've been yeah. telling him that for about thirty years, but uh, he he didn't believe it till he did one of his tests. <laughs> thanks, Lloyd. Okay. Thanks for your. Okay. Bye now. Thanks. Right. You take care. Hey, listen, we need to take uh, begin to uh, wrap up this hour. Uh, but our phone number is 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. That's the number to call to be a part of the show. So uh, give us a call, and uh, we'll talk to you uh, after the news. Again, we want to thank everybody that came out. We had a, gosh, about uh, conservatively, we'll say 70 yeah. uh, folks that came out and uh, witnessed uh, David's seminar. That amazes me. Who, who would have ever <laughs> thought 70 people would have come to hear David talk? Well, you saw they brought that bus from the prison. Did you see that? <laughs> Is that it? I knew there was a key I, to that. I didn't day. know if they were there or not. Yeah. It's just coincidence, maybe. I wondered why they had those handcuffs <laughs> on. I thought they <laughs> We'll take a break and be back in a moment on 9.30 a.m. We're back with Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Our phone number, 210-308-8867. Lots of great calls last hour, so we're looking forward to some good calls this hour, too, at 210-308. Or even bad calls. Yeah, we take bad calls, Yeah, too. we you, take bad it calls. It doesn't matter. You just... You just you, you you talk we'll uh, we'll we'll make it happen. Two one oh three oh eight eighty eight sixty seven two one oh three oh eight eighty eight sixty seven. We're live here at Millburger, so if you want to come by that's, is that 
Can't that reach help the sun. Oh, man. Oh, no. Is it nice? It's very nice. Okay. <laughs> we need to have the uh, roof be kind of yeah. like we lift it off, too. Yeah. I don't or think retractable. Be, yeah, there you go. That'd be nice, like the stadiums. Yeah. All right, 210-308-8867. Did you finish up the stuff about the tomatoes? You were talking about tomatoes uh, about 40 minutes ago. Talking about what? <laughs> so, okay, so I have a little broccoli head. If I peek down in that little broccoli, so I should bring that. It's in a container. I should bring leave, it in. No, leave it alone. Cold is going to be okay? Yeah. Okay. That's the same. Uh, maybe we should. You say little bit, size of a quarter, size of yeah, a size half of, a dollar. Size of a quarter. Size of a quarter. Yeah, you can tell what it is. Yeah. It's not very big. It's, it's going to get bigger. I, that's what I was hoping. But yeah. how, how it's in a container? Uh, yeah, and it's in a container with celery. Okay. So Has it got copious amounts of osmocote? It does. I was generous with the osmocote. Okay. How big a container? Um, uh, Gallon? No, bigger than that. Oh, bigger. yeah. Like maybe half a half whiskey. Five gallon? Like a, like a half, half whiskey barrel. Oh. Okay. Yeah, that'll be good. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to leave them alone. All right, we've got a couple folks calling us already. We're going to go to Evelyn first at 210-308-8867. Hi there, Evelyn. How are you doing? Cold. Yeah, it is kind of cold. <laughs> okay, otherwise. Okay, I heard the discussion on the fertilizer, so what do I use then in the spring? Still the 1959? Yes, 1959 is, is your best fertilizer. Okay. And how I, much for I, I want to assure you. Evelyn, <laughs> that the horse herb is going to come back. Okay, I, I yeah, know. I know, I know, you, I know yours is frozen off. Uh, no, mine I don't is, think so. Mine's, mine's frozen back too. She was celebrating, and you had to bring that up. And so, <laughs> yeah, but, she, but I want to comfort you. I want to comfort you and tell right. you that uh, the, that it will come back. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> So what uh, else is going what on? What amounts do I use then for the nineteen five nine for a hundred square feet? You use five pounds, five pounds per hundred square feet. Yeah. Or uh, ten by uh, ten by ten area. Okay. 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 Five and pounds. I usually plant by the last All right. uh, February or first part of March, so put it in the, the fertilizer of what about couple of weeks before then yes yes you know and that, that's another thing that people get jumpy about on fertilizer in 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 tennessee uh when uh, during cold weather people put out the fertilizer in the fall you know because it uh of course they get a lot of rain and that that might leach some of the nitrogen out but uh people people seem to always want to rush and put it out right before the uh you know right before they plant but when you're broadcasting it in a in a large area you can put it out uh, weeks before and and still be especially with a slow release 1959 slow release so uh yeah it just any time that you can get get your garden worked up or or whatever uh, put on your Nineteen five nine fertilizer. We we still have it here at the nursery. 
as, as do most nurseries in town, I guess. Is there a difference? Uh, uh, it has to say slow release on there. Some, I see some of them doesn't have slow release on there, so is that a difference? The, yes, ma- yes, ma'am. So, uh, like winterizer is not a slow release fertilizer. It's it's it should say on the bag fifty uh, percent of the nitrogen is in a in a slow release form. Uh huh. It'll say fifty percent of it is a slow release formulation. That's that means it's sulfur co- sulfur coated uh, for slow release urea. So then it has enough of the phosphorus or the... Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. It, okay. It's 1959. Now, does it have enough... I still believe the best the best situation and best growth you're going to get is go ahead and put on your, your 1959 slow release and then also use a starter solution like we were talking about earlier. Like what? Like, like, that's it, it's sold as starter solution or uh, back in the old days we used to talk about making your own starter solution. I think you'd just be better off that it, it's fairly cheap okay. to use something a high with a high number in it. Okay, so high, when I, high, I, high I plant and watered number. in with this uh, starter solution. Yeah, yes, ma'am. When you when you plant your tomatoes or peppers or whatever, they you use water a lot when they plant trees. They yeah. Just take a pail and pour it in there. Right. Okay. Thanks, Evelyn. You doing right. okay? I'm sorry? Good. Are you doing okay in this cold weather? No, not really. <laughs> it's hard no. on these old bones. <laughs> yeah, that arthritis acts up every now and then. Now you, so you, you take special care during this next week? Uh, yeah. I'm going to try. Okay. We'll talk to you on Saturday. All right. Thank, Thank you for you. calling. Bye. Bye, Evelyn. Bye. Bye-bye. I've got a question from the crowd. Can you come on the air with us and do a little bragging? Okay, good. Well, here's the mic. You'll be on the air, and these guys will be able to hear you. Well, I just wanted to show you my crush. And, uh, and they look good. Yeah. They got good signs. Oh, yeah. You got them in a greenhouse. Yes, and aquaponics. Oh, wow. Oh, aquaponics. Okay. Yeah. So let's go. So are you gonna you let been, us, you are you gonna let us taste one? Sure. These are the ones that you <laughs> these are the ones you took pick before the fro before the froze, right? They're not arena. No, I, I picked these yesterday. Okay, that's, that's what I mean. Oh, 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 they're in the greenhouse. Okay, I'm sorry. Move the mic a little closer to you, if you don't mind. No no the mic. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's all right, perfect. Yeah. My biggest problem of course are the white flies. Yeah, yeah. They're just I mean, it's all over. Ah. So that's why I took them early, yeah. I think. So. Yeah, they, they, they've been pretty productive for you? Yeah. It took a long time. Yeah. The first week that they had them here is when I bought them and planted them. Okay. okay. I planted some in the ground that they didn't grow at all. They didn't? Huh. I mean, they didn't get no taller than that, just whatever reason. Huh. I guess I didn't fertilize them enough or whatever. There's no fertilizer or a, uh, when you pull them, have you pulled them off? Uh, no, they're still. Uh, okay, look and see if they've got nematodes. Okay. That's yeah. the only reason I can think of. Of course, that's a smaller plant anyway. Well, in the weather. But not the, that the, small. The, the, was the weather, for some reason, was not the, as good as it was last year. The whole, all of my tomato crop, mm-hmm. Ruby Crush included, were, were just... Uh, there was less production than I expected from mm-hmm. them, even the old reliables, you know. Um, so, 
uh, I'm still learning. But they the they, they get a they get a good flavor and they uh, mine mine produced for a good period of time and then till the cool weather started. Um, how many did you plant in the greenhouse? How many plants? Let's see. He's looking. He's counting. Good Lord. Seven plants? What in the hell are you going to do with all those tomatoes? I mean, it just took over. I mean, I can hardly walk in there now. Now, you know, you can cut those back. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Just cut them back and... When they get and they'll they'll put out new growth since they're in a greenhouse now, and they produce keep producing. Take, take those tomatoes though. We you got to give Milton and I one. I mean, that's you, okay. You, I've, you, had, I've had some, Calvin. That's go all right. Around. Yeah, here you go, Calvin. <laughs> they got yeah. a good flavor. Yeah. Cool. That's well. Congratulations. Every every um, every year I see what you guys recommend as far as the new tomatoes and I try to plant them and see what they do. So. So what else do you do hydroponically? Oh, I have some other vegetables yeah. in there as well, but, you know, not not very much. Okay. Yeah, but it's mostly tomatoes and and uh, kale and Swiss chard. And, hmm. and, uh, so what do you do with the kale? Eat it. I mean, just, <laughs> just oh, boil I, it or yeah, salad? Yeah, or? yeah. I just like uh, I cook greens. Huh? Just, and just you, can you yeah. eat that kale straight? Yeah. You're not a you're not a smoothie guy, are you? Uh, well, I, you don't look like a smoothie. I have I have to mix it with chard. I like oh, really? it. yeah, because chard is so mild, but the kale is a little strong. No, I, you know, well, I'm 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 used to collard greens. And, there yeah, you I go. like collard greens. Yeah, so, yeah, I like collard greens. So. Kale is mild. And I bet you put pork, put salt pork in I'll there put too. Some in there there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I can always oh, tell yeah. people that do, they know how to cook collard greens. Oh, yeah. they, uh, when you ask them, if they don't say they put salt pork in there. Yeah. That's the key. Know huh? how to cook collard <laughs> well, cool. Thank you for sharing that with us. All righty. Congratulations. Well, what are you going to do with all those tomatoes? I hope you got a lot of neighbors. It does. We we've got some. We've got about five or six plants or more uh, in a greenhouse down south, uh, uh, down that uh, uh, Campbellton. And that <laughs> I told them in the past we've only planted one cherry tomato in there, and uh, because they have so much fruit on them. Well, they said, oh, we do, we do, we do, we, we need all the cherry tomatoes you can produce. Somebody's got to pick them, though. Oh, yeah. And the poor guy, I said, okay, we'll, we'll plant them in there, but you're going to have to get somebody to help this guy pick up these tomatoes. The greenhouse manager pick these tomatoes because they're going to, he's, he's hauling them out of there by the bucket for them uh, of these. Yeah. Very cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, man. Thank you for coming Thanks for by sharing those. That's great. Thanks for report. You, uh-huh. yeah, thanks for sharing the tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're going to go to talk to Scrubby now on 210-308-8867. Hey there, Scrubby. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Thanks for waiting. What's going on? Hey, I appreciate this fine weather y'all brought here. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I'm looking for a... Uh, <laughs> A lime bush that I can in a pot that I can keep on the patio, 
I've got a big Meyer lemon that uh, y'all know I brag about every year. But uh, I need this lime for uh, my lovely bride, and she wants a Persian lime rather than a small Mexican lime. So is there anything uh, that I can do to save this uh, relationship? (laughs) Well, get our Persian lime. Uh, we we got some here. We got both both kinds of lime. Boy, they, yeah, they, I understand they're even more cold sensitive than Mexican lime. Oh, is that right? Yeah. So, but I guess you know. I guess you treat it the same way. Yeah. If you've got a sunny, have you got a sunny patio or? Uh, oh yeah, some... I can I can move it in and out of the uh, of the sun. Okay. Uh, okay, but I'm, I'm talking. I'm talking about a patio next to the house. When when the weather turns cold, like it's going to be this uh, ne- next week, you can move. You can pull it over next to the uh, next to the house in a kind of a corner, and put. Uh, if it's that cold sensitive, I'd probably use plastic. I'd use grow cloth first. And, I get, I get, and then I then I'd use plastic over that yeah, with one of those lamps. Blankets. Yeah, that the key is going to be that uh, drop light or a, a mechanics light. Yeah, they work slick and they're easy to use. So uh, and, and, and then the the key to key to growing it uh, is the, like I said, use it get, put it in a whiskey barrel size container. And uh, with good, uh, well-drained potting mix, and use copious amounts of osmocote. Copious. <laughs> and you, you can okay, go, you can a... grow, get your lovely bride all the limes that you can ever use. Uh, well, okay. Uh, what is there a name for the particular one, or are they? Uh, is there just the one Persian lamb? Yeah, I, th- I think so. Yeah, that's all I can remember on the label. That's the Mexican lime and then the the regular lime, the Persian lime. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, uh, and uh, one or go ahead. No, what's that? One other thing? Uh, well, one other thing, another subject is uh, the scuttlebutt is that uh, as soon as the lobbyists can get the politicians lined up, we're going to have some form of legalized marijuana in Texas. All and, right. Uh, I don't want to be behind the eight ball, if you know what I mean. Oh, no. So what do y'all know? We will be the source of uh, marijuana gr- uh, culture in, in South Central Texas. That's our, that is our goal, right, Milton? I don't, uh, I don't remember that goal. No, I don't either. Marijuana is easy. Remember, the, okay. the opinions of Jerry are purely his own. <laughs> marijuana is easy to grow. And like I, like I said, when they, when they legalize it and they turn these farmers loose, uh, the whole country is going to be filled with pot growers because the, the, the marijuana that's been grown, uh, the prettiest marijuana that, uh, that, that they've ever seen grown was grown in a cornfield out toward Casterville, right in the middle of a cornfield. Uh, where they fertilized, where they irrigated and uh, and grew that uh, grew that irrigated corn land uh, is uh, a, a Belgian farmer out there that's uh, known for his corn growing, and uh, the uh, 
they they went in the middle of of that field, pulled up some corn and and put some marijuana plants out there. They said they were biggest trees. Oh wow! So oh. as far as growing it, that's not going to be a problem. Uh, you know, once it gets legalized. And I'm I'm well, sure know, extent, I'm sure David Rodriguez, since he's into the beer, <laughs> and and everything, that will have an probably a publication on uh, I think growing it, marijuana. That, that David has not uh, testified to this. Uh, <laughs> I'm just I'm just assuming that uh, I, know, I think that he did not include it in his lecture yesterday here at Melburgers. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. But, but it has to be legalized, of course. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's where the lobbyists come in. That's where we yeah. get our legal. So, uh, but uh, one of our neighboring states uh, reported 247 million dollars in taxes in one year. I wonder oh, if we yeah. could use. I wonder if we could use that to help those. Uh, Hurricane victims down there in our locally uh, local port. Use the money or use the marijuana to make yeah. them feel better. Uh, <laughs> Both. The, the money is what they're short of. The marijuana is already there. Yeah. It's just not okay, legal. Well, thank well, you for that one more thing there, uh, James. <laughs> or, uh, oh, oh, here comes Trace. Hey, 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 what? Did you? All righty. <laughs> All right, we're gonna we're gonna go to Trace, the next. Call. And Trace is here to say that if they legalize it, he'll be selling it here at Millburg. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta ask permission first. Yeah, yeah probably. <laughs> All right, and we'll have well, varieties. We'll do variety testing. Thanks, Grubby. You take care. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. I'm I'm glad you got something All right. to talk about. All right, have good. a good day. Bye bye. I didn't right. realize there were so many varieties of marijuana. Did uh, y'all? No. How how. Have you been studying this or what? Yeah, are you secretly I'm excited? They, they didn't. They didn't have a, there was not a course at Kansas State. No, no, no. But they, they, they. You know that was one of the big problems up there in Kansas, is that it, it marijuana was out in the prairie. I mean, uh, in prairie Kansas, and they used to have to spray. Uh, I think they sprayed two four D to to kill it. Huh. But they, it's native up there. Huh. And they didn't have any trouble growing it either. All right. Well, we need to take a break. Uh, yeah. I, for some reason, I'm picturing rodeo pot of the rodeo. Oh. There you go. <laughs> wow. The rodeo of change. What is that statement that you say at the beginning of every show? The right? opinion of the host, uh, the expert here, is purely his own and <laughs> does not necessarily affect that of Melbourne. I'm excited about a new Texas cash crop. Okay. Farmers need it. That's reasonable. Agriculture needs it. All right. We're going to take a break and come back and talk to James right after this. 210-308-8867. It's just Thank all those people would be happy. 210-308-8867. It's just awkward to talk about it. All right. Back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. What's your gardening goal for 2018? Well, you know what? Millburgers can help you with that goal this year and for years to come. Maybe you're looking for a water garden feature. Millburgers can help you with that. Maybe you just want to improve your yard and make it look nice. Maybe the lawn needs a little help. Millburgers can help you with that. Maybe you've always dreamed of growing fruit trees. 
cons. Millburgers can help you with that. Millburgers carries plants that are specifically recommended for this area and have been tested in South Texas. Millburgers carries the products you need to keep those plants healthy and happy. And the experts at Millburgers, the staff, they know what they're talking about. So you can get the professional advice you need to make sure your gardening experience is A1. That's Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. And by the way, head on over to MillburgerNursery.com. That's MillburgerNursery.com. You'll find out about all the events that are going on at Millburgers. That's MillburgerNursery.com and Millburgers at 1604 on Bull Road. Are you drowning in IRS tax debt? I owe the IRS $37,000. Get ready for a toll-free hotline. Take advantage of new IRS tax forgiveness programs that may protect you from IRS collection agencies. They have the power to garnish your wages, put liens on your property, and levy your bank account. Civic Tax Relief can help protect you from the IRS. Civic Tax Relief basically represented me against the IRS, and by the time everything was completed, I didn't owe the IRS anything. Find out about the Fresh Start program that is now available through Civic Tax Relief. Civic Tax Relief's special tax hotline can help you discover all the relief programs available for free. I would recommend anyone who has a tax problem to contact Civic Tax Relief. Just call 800-210-6779. 800-210-6779. Don't wait. Call now. 800-210-6779. 800-210-6779. Hi, Rose. Thanks for coming over for lunch. Come on in. Oh, thanks, Linda, for having me. Wow. It smells like garlic in here. Are you trying to ward off some vampires? <laughs> Not at all. I recently read an article on the health benefits of garlic, so I'm trying to add more into my daily diet. Why don't you just take Kyolic Aged Garlic? What's Kyolic Aged Garlic? Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract is the number one best-selling odorless garlic supplement on the market today. Notice I said odorless. Oh, really? Tell me more. Not only is Kyolic organically grown, but it's aged for 20 months, creating beneficial compounds not found in fresh or powdered garlic. Is there any research? Can you believe there's over 750 published scientific studies that prove aged garlic extract reduces many cardiovascular risk factors and supports overall immunity? So where can I get Kyolic? Get all your health needs today at Rhonda's Nature's Way, 624 Southwest Military in Chopper City Mall, and 8059 Callahan at I-10 West and Callahan. If you lease office, retail, or warehouse space for your business, the last thing you want to do is overpay the landlord. But it happens every day. Hi, I'm Scott McMurray and president of Bottom Line Realty Advisors. We work with business people who want an effective strategy for their next real estate decision. Whether leasing or buying, it affects your bottom line. Your landlord has representation, and you should too. Even if you're a good tenant with no plans to move at all, you're the most vulnerable to getting a really bad deal. We only represent our clients, never landlords, so we have no conflict of interest. We stay on your side. Call me, Scott McMurrian, at 210-535-7800, and we'll negotiate from a position of strength. BottomlineRealtyAdvisors.com Bottomline Realty Advisors We get the landlord off your bottom line 
And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, 210-308-8867. James is on the line. Hi, James. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? What's going on? Just fine, gentlemen. Um, hey, listen, I got two things now after the last call or last conversation, I should say. But uh, first off, what I was on hold for is I was in there yesterday and picked up that Diane Pecan that Dr. Parsons advised me on. But the conversation y'all had on the uh, on the the root stimulator, the phosphorus, because I remember back in the day when green light was around, I used to use their root starter on everything. Right. But I guess I guess you talked about the collodial phosphate, the rock phosphate, and the superphosphate. I'm not quite sure all the difference, but when I plant this pecan tree, which will probably be tomorrow. Uh, what kind of should I add some phosphorus to the to the hole, the post hole when I plant it, or or is it just for looking plants? Do you recommend? Well, I th- I think that uh, that root stimulator that they sell now has the some hormone in it. I think the I one? think it does. Is it, that good or bad? It's not all phosphorus. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Root stimulator. I never use I, it. Yeah, we need trace back. Yeah. Come back, Trace. Uh, but anyway, anyway, uh, the the merits of root stimulator on uh, Neil's Bear recommends it, but uh, the, mer- the the merits of uh, root stimulator on uh, on on trees and things uh, right. is is in is in is in dispute, but. Uh, Another, but you can see it on vegetables immediately. Uh, right. They've done a lot of studies on vegetables, so uh, I don't. I don't know how how much good it does on on trees. I don't, I don't think it does. It doesn't hurt anything, probably. But it doesn't it, hurt anything, and it okay, gets well. and it get, and it gets people to water the plants and water the trees in. I understand. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Secondly, on your, com- oh. on your conversation over there in Castroville, because oh. I got, I still, got I, I still got the family farm over there in Medina Valley near Nacoste, and it's irrigated, but I'm just running cattle on it now. But if there's a cash crop in the future, um, is that, yeah. is that, does that crop take a lot of water? Because I've got a lot of water. Yeah, well, it, the, this crop that I was growing over there, uh, in in Medina Valley, it was uh it was irrigated corn, right? And so uh, so it it grew extremely well. Uh, it it's like uh, well most they plants of, they consider corn requiring quite a bit of water. Oh yeah yeah yeah. So it got quite a bit of water just by default. Yeah, it, by default it was in the middle of a cornfield yeah. hiding. And then the high nitrogen for the corn was absolutely beneficial to the crop. Absolutely. Okay. It's just going to be. Look what you've done now. You got James thinking about marijuana. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, well, it's, it's going to be. <laughs> they passed this law. I can get out of the cattle business and get into something a, a green crop. There you go. Cash, cash crop. crop. Cash there crop. There you go. All right. You, we need it. Thanks, right. James. <laughs> Talk to you soon. <laughs> Bye. 210 I think I hear a groundswell of, of, uh, of, of support, support for this, for the change of the law. Uh, Debbie is on Ground the line. Swill. Yeah. Swill. Hi, Debbie. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? 
I am doing great. Thank you. What's I going have on? A Meyer, I have a Meyer lemon tree. Okay. And I bought it a year ago, but we've got it in a big container. Can Good. I plant that in the ground? I wouldn't. Where do you live? I, I live in shirts. Oh, okay. You're, well, well uh, you're, you're taking a test. Yeah, it's, one, it's our second most cold sensitive, generally. We think of limes being more. And so we, Jerry and I, when we talk about them, we generally talk about Meyer lemons and limes in half whiskey barrels so they don't get so large that you can't roll them in or yeah, move them in. Protect them. But okay. there's folks that got them growing in the ground. Oh, yeah. We got a caller that has, yeah. does well with it. But uh, uh, when, whenever we have a, a severe cold winter or severe cold like we had a couple of nights ago, uh, your, yours is in a container, right? Yeah, mine are in I thought yours were in the ground. Yes. Uh, so, yes. Okay. Mine is in a container. Okay. How, how tall is it? Is it getting too it big for the container or what? No, no. It's just that every time it looks like it's going to freeze, my husband has to put it in the garage. Then he brings it back out. Oh. Puts it in the garage, brings it back out. He's so a good we man. Well, you, you yes, could he is. Just, just uh, <laughs> a, you could just put a a blanket, a grow web, and a blanket over it, and just put a uh, one of those uh, mechanics lights inside. That mm-hmm. that'll protect it. That that's probably a little easier than hauling the thing in and out. Yeah. Yeah. And some some years we won't have a hard yeah. hard enough freeze to do that. Yeah. This year this year okay. we have so far, but. Okay, I have one more question. Okay. Uh, when can we plant onions? Right now. Good Lord, we've been planting for two months. <laughs> They came ah. out with them early this year. Came out with the onions in, in Hallow- at Halloween. But normally wow. we would recommend the the last of uh, last of uh, January. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's good right now. Last Do they December, have them at Millburgers? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, you yeah. got all kinds. Got ten fifteen Y, the one that everybody likes. You got the Legacy. red red Creole, which is the more pungent uh, onion, and uh, uh, all, got got a very good variety of, of onions. And uh, like I said, now that the tomatoes are out and uh, you're preparing your garden, this is a good time to plant them. I'm, I'm worried okay. about I'm worried about those early planted onions. Just depends on how how rapid they grew and expanded as to whether mm-hmm. or not. And and the variety of whether or not they're bolt uh, in in uh, May and June. In other words, yeah. flower put up a flower head, which makes a onion not a storable. It doesn't store real well. Yeah. But now now's a good okay. time. Yeah. Now's a good time. Yeah. Okay, we'll have to come out there, make a trip out there, then to get some onions. All right. Well, All right. Glad to see you. the onions are here. All right. Thank you for answering my question. Cool. Thank Thanks, you Debbie. for calling Hi. in. All right. That'll free up a line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. You haven't done anything with the Rio Grande peppers yet or the J-Lo's or the... Uh... I'm, I'm working it around in my mind uh, when, to, when to have those plants available. I haven't talked to Trace about it, but 
you know, they're slower than tomatoes. I guess I guess we'll plant them first first of February. Have them ready That'd middle be, of March. Oh yeah, middle of March. Okay, February, February, March. Yeah, mid, middle of late March. Yeah, because they yeah, on the they don't do much till April anyway, anyway, or May. Yeah, know. right. Okay, and then so I'm, I'm working on the. Uh, Are you just, just waiting and waiting for those? Uh, the pepper. Can you taste them already? Huh? Um, they're they're good. Yeah, they're they fun. Are. They're oh, just they are they're good. just fun. They're pretty. Yeah, they're pretty. Look like Christmas ornaments. Pretty and fun, and yeah. don't cause you to belch. Exactly. So we're gonna the start belches. the pepper. Perpetual pepper pepper seed yeah. society. Okay. And I'll get my seed out of the refrigerator for the uh, chili poutine. Yeah, uh, somebody else is asking about that. That's yes. Right. And, uh, of course, that's always a crapshoot to see if they'll see if they'll germinate or not. They are hard to germinate and slow to grow, especially at this time of the year. So I, I guess I ought to plan to try to have them. For by by uh, middle to late March, because uh, pe- like I've said before, I I don't get excited about peppers like I do tomatoes because the p- tomatoes are so popular, and there's very few pe- there's fewer people that like pe- peppers than uh, than like tomatoes. Has anybody asked you about the real grand after we've been talking about? No. But I like yeah. it. Uh, you, were you, were you here when I told you that we found the? Yeah, scene? yeah. That okay, that's great. Okay. I don't know if it was during your absence or not, but uh, so we'll have a have a little pepper trial. I haven't I haven't written uh, I haven't talked to Ms. Nethery uh, to get some uh, Lajo seed. Yeah, largest jalapeno on earth. But. Uh, and that was the mild one, right? Yeah. Oh, it's, good. It's mild. Did it's, you eat that? You sure. Really? It's ten mild. I did. Food. I haven't, but there's no reason. I don't uh-huh. like. I don't like the hot, hot stuff, but I like the. Yeah, I like. It's it's kind of, it's kind of nice with uh, <laughs> sliced and mm-hmm. nachos and things like and that. And that's the me. one you said the uh, restaurant people love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because they're so big and they could make cheese stuff with cheese mm. cheese poppers or whatever they go. That sounds good. All right. But anyway, she uh, got to get some seed from her, and then we'll be waiting for waiting to do the pepper planting. Well, let's use the opportunity to take a quick break. While we do, you give and, us a and call. And let me just lean over into uh, the oh. sun. Yeah. Are you getting any sun on that end? No. Not much. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas is coming right up. I'm Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons on nine thirty AM the answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at sixteen oh four on Boulevardy Road. What's your gardening goal for two thousand eighteen? Well you know what? Millburgers can help you with that goal this year and for years to come. Maybe you're looking for a water garden feature. Millburgers can help you with that. Maybe you just want to improve your yard and make it look nice. Maybe the lawn needs a little help. Millburgers can help you with that. Maybe you've always dreamed of growing fruit trees. 
pecans. Millburgers can help you with that. Millburgers carries plants that are specifically recommended for this area and have been tested in South Texas. Millburgers carries the products you need to keep those plants healthy and happy. And the experts at Millburgers, the staff, they know what they're talking about. So you can get the professional advice you need to make sure your gardening experience is A1. That's Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And by the way, head on over to com. That's millburgernursery.com. You'll find out about all the events that are going on at Millburgers. That's millburgernursery.com and Millburgers at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Let's face it, we love Alexa and we love to let her find your favorite radio station. This one, of course. We love it too when she finds us, but she could find us easier if we taught her a simple skill. To get started, simply say, Alexa, enable the answer San Antonio skill. After she confirms, you can then say, Alexa, play the answer San Antonio. That's all you have to do. And Alexa will learn how to find us. You can listen to us through your Amazon Echo, Echo Show, Echo Dot, and Amazon Tap devices. Alexa, what is your favorite radio station? That's easy. 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Hi, this is David Birdie, and I'm the host of The List Radio Show. Each week from the Studio, we bring San Antonio the individuals and companies that have made The List. Follow us on Facebook, and to hear past shows, go to thelistradioshow.com. But to find out who this week's list maker is, check us out right here, Saturday mornings from 11 to 12 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Dennis Prager says, vote on issues, not people. Policies run countries, not personal kindness. Among my friends, I only want the kind and fine and good. For those who make my policy, I would prefer that they be all those things, but they don't mean a damn thing. Why is this not obvious to everybody? The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 11, right before Michael Medved at 2, on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. This is Michael Medved for townhall.com. Two Republican legislators in South Carolina proposed a new monument on the state capitol grounds to honor Confederate soldiers, this time commemorating black fighting men who went to battle for the South. This idea is both ill-considered and offensive. First, the estimated 6,000 African Americans who did fight for the Confederacy were mostly slaves and forced to do so. Many deserted when the Confiscation Acts and the Emancipation Proclamation offered freedom to those who crossed Union lines. Second, black soldiers represented less than 1% of the 750,000 white Confederates and a tiny fraction of the 200,000 blacks who served the Union military. Finally, it makes no sense to construct new memorials to those who fought against the United States in an effort to destroy our country. Yes, there may be romance and sentiment associated with the South's lost cause, but conservatives who want support from people of color must unequivocally acknowledge that this lost cause deserved to lose. I'm Michael Medved. Weekdays on 9.30 a.m. The Answer are all about what's going on in the world, but the weekends are all about you. From community leaders to managing your money, weekends are all for you on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Weekdays on 9.30 a.m. The Answer are all about what's going on in the world, but the weekends are all about you. From saluting our military to what you plant in your garden, weekends are for you on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Welcome 
Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer, Millburgers, uh, is, of course, here at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. That's where, uh, now that the sun has come out and it's warmed up a bit, there are uh, some more folks coming out here and doing some shopping. So you can come out and visit with us or give us a call at 210-308-8867. I think we have Annette on the line. Annette, welcome to the Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you very much. How are you all doing? Good. We're doing you, wonderful. Did I get your name right? Yes, Annette. Uh-huh. Good. Like okay, Finicello. thank you. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> I can't use that anymore, that reference on younger people. They have no idea who that yeah, is. Yeah, they don't. No. no, I think you're right. <laughs> well, what's going um, on? I have a question. I have a question and a story. Um, the first thing, my question is I grew up here, and I grew up in the Boulevardy area, and we always had scrub jays. I guess this is for Dr. Finch. And now I never, ever see scrub jays, but I see, I live on the southeast side of town now, and I see, the, like, the mountain jays, but I never, ever see scrub jays, and I'm, I've always been curious about that. You know, I can't, I can't remember the, the difference. When I lived in Villages West Creek out there on Petranko, we had, uh, I think, the scrub jay there, but I, I don't... Uh, now, now at medical center, all I see is blue jays. So I'd, I'd have the to... the ones with the top notch, right? The top notch? I, yeah, I, I yeah. I always thought of those uh-huh. as being like mountain jays or something, but I never, ever hear or see scrub jays anymore. Now, somebody I was talking to or was talking about, uh, oh, Bill. Yeah, uh, wild birds. What's Bill's last name? Uh, Svelin. Svelin. I always get it wrong. Bill Sfeelan, I think, was talking about uh, three different kinds of jays in the San Antonio area, so that may be your three different kinds. I don't Isn't know. Is there a Mexican jay, or is he talking scrub jay? Yeah, I don't know. Well, we always Everybody's have scrub got different jays names here. for them. So we'll yeah, have to. Been, we'll, yeah, we'll have to check that, do some they, research. They a lot different. Hmm? What's that? We didn't hear you. Oh, I said they had a different call, a different sound, and they and they looked oh. a lot different. The oh yeah, compared yeah, to the, they're really the days distinctive. You know, well, we're pretty close to the end of the show, but I was thinking that somebody might. Uh, there's probably somebody out there that's uh, up, more up on it than than we are at this point. But we'll. Yeah, uh, if we don't hear from anybody, we'll check and see if we can find, yeah, get the I information called in before. for next week. I have, I have the, I have the. A uh, little band of wild parrots that live in my area. But my story, real quick, is that you were talking about stuff that grows well <laughs> on the south side. Um, I've always grown peppers and tomatoes and everything else. Well, I used to have a roommate that would partake, and he thought it was a good idea to throw some seeds in amongst my peppers, and I did not know All that. All right. <laughs> So I, you know, I'm growing, I have these gorgeous pepper plants, and I have this one pepper plant that did not look like my other pepper plants. <laughs> and, and it was growing really big and really vigorous, and I was there like, you go. That, that smells weird. <laughs> Anyways, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so they, they grow very easily, very well on the, on the southeast side, let me tell you. There you go. Uh, yeah. Now, did you see the the different kind of jays before or after? Uh, you were yeah, this may make a difference. In the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, well, I I actually had to pull out that different kind of plant because it was shading out my peppers, and I have priority. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot of people get uh, the uh, hibiscus. The uh, yeah, that uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, I know what you. Yeah. T- he, if he was smart, the first time I saw it, that's a, my reaction was, oh, what? Is, how can we grow those around here? <laughs> <laughs> and when I when I when I was in Kansas, I grew okra up there, and my yeah. neighbor swore that that was marijuana. Yeah. <laughs> it has a different smell. There you go. Yeah. Thanks, Annette. You take care. All right. All right, Annette. We'll Bye. check out the, yes. the Blue Jays. Okay. If somebody has some Thank information you. on the Blue Jays, you call us two one zero three. Thank you, Thanks. Annette. 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. All right, what else you got going on over there? I always wonder where you get marijuana seed. Don't know. Oh. Huh? I don't I, I don't know, but I don't suspect want, don't if you put the guess. word out, it maybe, would maybe show Maybe some up. of our listeners know. No, we're not. No. Where to, where no. to get the seed. No. I, mean, I mean, you know, you, no. talk, you hear people talking about growing them for seed. No. I, Milton Where is, do you get the seed? Milton no. is absolutely saying not. That, no. Uh, no? No. no. Well, you well, don't know where they get the seed? I don't know where they get the seed. Okay. Yeah. And he does not want I'm, to. I'm uh, just asking. I know. You just ask a lot of things. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what else you got going on over there? Uh, Neil, Neil Perry got a question about why do leaves hang on one of my uh, Schumard red oaks when all the others in my yard drop them right on schedule in November and December? It's rather annoying. Now, uh, Mark, Mark Peterson has addressed this several times. He, in fact, he's got a name for that. And, and my, my Schumard red oak did that when it was a young tree. I, I think it has something to do with the vigorous growth or something like that. Uh, but now it, it uh, drops all its leaves at once. But I, I was irritated at it, too, for the first maybe five years. What's the name? Do you remember? remember? No, I don't remember Mark's uh, name. He, so we got the, he, he got the, a blue J, the, the J names and the... Yeah, we're forgetting everything. The, yeah, maybe Mark Peterson will call in and... Uh, give us that name. And when you talk about Shimardi oaks, we're talking we're talking about that whole range of Texas red oak. Yeah, right. Because, yeah, because they're it's hard to tell which are which. The generally it's believed that the Shimardi red oak is uh, is a fast as a larger growing yeah. tree. Yeah. Whereas the Texas red oak is a smaller growth. Yeah, and with and Texas red oak, in the purest sense, has got the thinner leaf, and the Shimardi oak has got a bigger. But there's, there's everything in between. Yeah, they they readily they they cross pollinate. So a lot of times, if you save, <laughs> and I've done this, if you save seed of a what you a pretty te- Texas red oak. And uh, plant it in a desirable soil, uh, you know, a good soil where it'll, it'll grow big. Uh, it grows as big as the Shimardi. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I th- we may have that uh, right up. Uh, Greg Grant got infatuated with that uh, difference between Shimardi and, and uh, uh, Texas Red Oak one time and wrote a, wrote a good column. Uh, I think it was in the Express. But uh, I may have that 
on planet. Yeah, that would be interesting because we, I know Neil is always talking about Schmarty. Yeah. And you and I generally call, call that whole uh, group there just Texas Red Oaks. Right, right, right. And and I planted Texas Red Oak, and my my on on saw rocky soil, uh, cap rock soil, where no no desirable soil at all. And uh, that thing now is uh, 40, 50 feet tall. Wow. So I I guess it would fit into the classification of a a Shimardi, even though it was sold to me as a a Texas Red Oak. It's a tough tree. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's one of the best for us. So we've had the same experience. It just grows fast and uh, nice shape and long-lived. Then uh, had a question about uh, somebody. This is somebody that's never dug St. Augustine sod. Said we are remodeling and are going to be taking taking out probably 400 square feet of St. Augustine sod yeah. sometime in early February. Can it be dug and replanted successfully at that time? I have an area where I could use it. That, uh, Neil said it's certainly worth a try. I don't think it's worth a try. Well, what we... Because you can't, in, in this soil around here, you can't get a, uh, you can't, the secret, he says, the secret of taking two to two and a half inches of topsoil. Well, I don't have two and a half Good inches half. of topsoil. Well, what we generally do, Jerry, I think you do, you do the same, I Kill it with Roundup and till it up. Yeah, yeah. Till it up, and that then that it is uh, contributes to the the limited soil base that we've got available for the new lawn. Yeah, yeah, but it's hard. I suppose. But I, I don't think replanting it's, it's. I don't think trying to replant is going going to be good. Have you? We tried the sod uh, move. I was trying to remember. It was years ago that I. Tried to use a sod uh, sod cutter. Cutter, it's yeah. not, not easy to use. Yeah, the, it's it's. If you got it, it sounds like an uh, economical way to spread your lawn, but uh, I'm 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 thinking a hospital stay uh, for, <laughs> for back surgery and and whatever. Yeah, well, and besides that, rock. The, uh, yeah, and besides that, the part that like to live so. Uh, and and sod, considering considering it's got uh, topsoil on the bottom and everything, and in it laid out in little little uh, uh, squares squares, uh, is it it's it's worth buying it, and of course we got good good topsoil here at uh, I mean good. Uh, Facade of all kind here at uh, at Melbourne. Got Lisa on the line at 308-8867, 210-308-8867. Lisa, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing just fine. How are you guys? Good. What's going on? There's somebody that's grown marijuana before. No. <laughs> well, answer to I your just, question, uh, you can get the you can get the seed at a bird place called Red Bird Products Incorporated. Oh, okay. 
I told I you just, she'd grow the seed from All right. Well. <laughs> I just wanted you to know it is readily available to the consumer. Uh, looks, like, it looks like that would be illegal. Yeah, if it's illegal to grow, what would you do with the seed? Well, you can get you can get uh, poppy seed too, can't you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, is poppy illegal to grow? Yeah. Oh, well, technically yeah. it is, but oh. I think still. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, Lisa, what well, else do you know I've besides grown, this? I've grown Oriental poppies forever. Uh huh. Yeah. Gosh, they're wonderful. Yeah, they're yeah we're yeah. talking Flowers. about the opium poppies. Right. Oh, okay. And yeah. those are technically illegal. Oh yeah, oh technically okay. Well, I mean they don't. They generally don't go uh, roust anybody for growing poppies. Oh okay. Well, you know it's like stealing. If you do it in the open, nobody questions it. So if this is readily available, they're not going to worry about it. What else is happening? We're going to change the subject. I don't. I don't want to go down this road. I think we're getting a lot of good information on poppies. I uh, mean, we're uh, definitely getting a lot of good information on poppies. Did you even remember the seed, the name of the company, the seed that she said? Uh, no, it's okay. The Redbird product. Stop it, Lisa. Uh, Stop okay. helping. <laughs> Look that up on the middle. I don't the internet. Uh, No. I, I'll, I'll let you and Lisa handle this yourself <laughs> off the air. It's good to know that I know somebody that yeah, uh, exactly. knows where to get the seed. There you go. Okay, in case it becomes legal. <laughs> she's, she's ahead of the game. Yeah, there you go. All right, what else is Thank happening? Thank you for that information. I'm Lisa. more interested in the other parts of your garden. You always call with interesting stuff. Well, no, I just want somebody to get a plant that can be grown in containers, that is drought-resistant, that is freeze-resistant, that is flowering, that is just, I mean, indestructible, so that you don't have to worry about it at all. What, what about uh, Turkscat? Contain, well, I've got that growing in the ground, and that that's a good plant. But, I mean, it dies back every winter, and then you have to wait for it to grow back. It's not, I want oh. this to be evergreen. Yeah, it's not as showy as, I mean, if you're going to look for an ideal plant, it's not quite as showy as you'd want it. Yeah. Yeah, well, drought-tolerant, disease-resistant, freeze it will tolerate the freeze. It will flower. It's sort of an annual that grows in containers and looks nice all year round. What about what about artificial flowers? You, no, <laughs> she, she, she took your advice and got I, that. I see. That a, was the first week of the show when you recommended that way back a number see, years ago. I see a lot of those flowers you're describing on the cemeteries. Yeah, they look great all year. Yeah, they look great all year. They, they I fade got, a little. I haven't gone out to see the species, but uh, a lot, yeah, a lot of them. Are using the they fade. They tear. Yeah. Some of those, some of those uh, tough modern roses are get, are pretty close. Belinda's but they tea. don't bloom all the time. They don't. Well, yeah, well, only they bloom. eight or nine months. Uh, right? Yeah, most of the time. <laughs> yeah. Did you have any freeze? Did you have any freeze issues last uh, last big freeze? Oh. Are you covering up? What are you covering up? No, I I'm taking everything in because all of mine are are really susceptible to all the tropicals and things that are just. You know, all now my orchids. You are taking them in, or does your poor husband have to take them in? <laughs> Maybe they both do it. I know. I'm doing it. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. If you want something done right, you do it yourself. Oh, oh man. 
<laughs> that poor hubby. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just thought I'd let you know. I mean, yeah, we, I, every year I go through these phases twice a year. Once in the summer when everything has to be watered. And you get tired of doing that, and then once in the winter when everything dies, and then you have to start all over. And then I just what try to remind it? myself, why do we go through all this trouble? Where, because we love to grow plants. Other than tropical areas, where does this exist where you can... Cemetery. Besides a cemetery. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's why Texas gardeners are tougher. Yeah. 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 Now, yeah, I don't California's think you're... got it made as far as the weather. Who, who does? <laughs> California. Oh, okay. Oh. Except they, they they have a little trouble getting water the last I heard. They, yeah. We don't, ga- yeah. We don't have that issue. Oh. Never well, mind. at least up, <laughs> up in the, the Midwest, it's clear in the wintertime you're not going to grow anything. You know, and then in the summer, everything oh. grows for a short time. So, so the... Uh, well, I guess you got to make decisions about when when do you plant things. All right. So, what's the uh, the the in in 2017? What was the the most interesting thing you grew that you probably wouldn't have, shouldn't have had as much luck growing? Is that too weird a question? Yeah. Not for Lisa. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know, you I, I really more. I really held back on. on buying plants and things because like i said what i had i just tried to keep sustained alive and healthy and what have you but i think you know i'm looking at i see all my uh water lilies gone and i see that uh, my orchid trees frozen and i have to worry about that cutting it back at some point in time and but we need we need you to start the show so our listeners can call in and Commiserate with her. her. No, we got to perk her up. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Lisa, we need to run. All right. We'll talk seconds. to you all later. Bye-bye. All, all right. right. We'll say goodbye today. Cheer up. Thanks to Shemaya for doing a great job. Thanks to you for listening. See you next Saturday back here at Millburgers. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.